Hello, everybody. It's Gary Stuckey with Real Music. On today's show, I've got two guests. That's right. One of them is the awesome Australian sensation, Danny Stefanetti, the awesome guitarist and singer. She just won a Josie Award, and uh, she's going to talk about that. She's got a brand new single out that is just doing all kinds of things all over the world. Uh, Number one in the UK for 11 weeks straight. A song called You Got Me Thinking of You and a very talented lady and her manager, a very talented guy himself. Uh, He's a video uh, producer and uh, music producer, manager for uh, Danny and a good friend. Uh, His name is Jeff Panzer. And uh, we're going to talk to those guys coming right here, right now. So here we go. Danny Stefanetti, Jeff Panzer. Here we go. Hey, Danny. Hi, Gary and Jeff. Nice to see you today. So it's your birthday, and you're smiling. You're happy. You got your coffee there. Looks like. Uh, yeah, I got so my green tea. Green tea. I need some green tea. No, but uh, <laughs> but you're excited, of course. But you should be excited because I heard that you just won a Josie Award. How special was that? Uh, you, you probably haven't stopped smiling since you won the award. Tell me about it's that. It's a very special night. It's a, it was so special as well, winning a music award at the Grand Old Opry, standing in the, the famous circle and um, just being invited there. I got to hang backstage with William Lee Golden and the Goldens. And um, halfway through the evening, I, I was nominated for six categories, you know, and I, my name wasn't getting called out. So I called up Jeffrey and said, I'm going home. You know, I didn't win anything. Oh. I'm going home. I'm done, you know. <laughs> Bit of a sore loser. <laughs> the next thing my name gets, or you tell Jeffrey, my name gets called out. I'm like, I won, I won. She was ready to and call a ride home and everything. I was ready to call so my Uber. Thought, what's that? I was ready to call my Uber to go home because I yeah, was like, oh, I'm all this way. She picks up the phone and she says, this is just horrible. This is horrible. She says, I didn't win anything. I think I have to go home. I said, said, give it a little time. I said, give it a little time. You haven't lost everything already, have you? She said, no. And the next thing you know, she goes, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, I, I think they just called me. And you take it from there. Yeah, and then I and then I won the award. I went up and said my speech and the microphone, everybody else was so much taller than me. Then the first thing I did was bring it down to my level. <laughs> so why did you doubt yourself so much? I mean, surely you believe in yourself more than that. Now I know how it is though, because you know, you're thinking this is it. You know, this is gonna be, you know, I'm gonna win this, I'm gonna win that, and you have your Yeah, I felt like my album would have yeah, like there would have been a few categories, album of the year, EP, like and my name didn't I was nominated for those and my name didn't go out. So I was like, Oh, maybe they didn't get to listen to my songs. I explained I explained Gary (laughs) to Danny. I said, Danny, be prepared for anything. She said, Well, what do you mean? I said, well, in like 1989 or something, I was nominated for a director 
for MTV Awards for Best Director with a soundtrack. I think one was Boy George, The Crying Game. The other was um, The Proclaimers. Well, I will walk 500 miles. And the third one was this British R&B singer named Tasman Archer. And they get to the point of the show where they say, now we're going to read you all the people that won for this, that, and the other award, like 20 different categories all at once. Right. And before I knew it, within like 20 seconds, I turned to the guy that worked with me. I said, did we just lose it all? He said, yeah, we lost everything. And I'm sitting there going, oh, this is terrible. And then, you know, your head starts thinking right over your head is this big purple neon light that says, loser, loser, loser. <laughs> I turned to my wife. I said, we got to get out of here. She says, why? I said, I hate losing. And from that day on, it changed my whole attitude that I can't lose because it was a horrible, embarrassing feeling. There you are with your peers and acts and everything else, and you find out you're loose. So I said to Danny, anything could happen. Just feel you know, honored that you were nominated for six categories. And yeah, whatever I happens, happens. But I said, something tells me you're going to win something. Right. And she did. She definitely did. <laughs> and you were excited, right, Danny? I was very excited. And, like, to win it for um, Vocalist of the Year, multi-genre, I was like, wow, okay. Because I always saw myself as a guitarist and a songwriter first. So I was like, Vocalist? Did I get it mixed up in the ballots? See, that, that's something <laughs> to think like about. <laughs> think, but, but think about that, though. You know, and I've been there, too. Don't get me wrong. I, you know, I try to be Mr. Positive all the time, but sometimes it seems yeah. like nothing ever happens good, and you're waiting for that big break or that big thing to happen. Maybe you've had some in the past, but you're yeah. wanting this to happen, and if it don't happen, you're like, oh. But that's yeah. a promising thing, because if you're winning for your vocals, yeah. next is guitar. Next, you'll be yeah, like, Yeah, it made me feel good about what? my voice. I was like, Great, that's awesome. Isn't that cool? It's something that you didn't think yeah. about yourself. That no. see, and that's and what I, happened. It meant even more, like, it meant even more that I got it for that because I was like, Wow, that's something I haven't, you know, it's usually the guitar playing, right? So, it, well, how many people yeah. were, were up against you for the vocalist of the year for the? for that uh, award. Were there a lot of people up against you? I mean, you know, did they? I don't know how many, is it like over 12,000 that, that are uh, submitted or I don't know yeah. how many thousands of artists. There, there's a lot. <laughs> I think they ultimately narrow each category down to, it feels like five or six different artists. And then the night of the show, they call out the winners. Okay. But starting off, it was like a lot, and then they narrowed it down to like five. I guess so. It, so. It, yeah. yeah. So it's not like you just easily, you know, there were three people, and you're like, they just picked you. You had to beat all these people. There's a lot of people out there. Yeah, it's, you know, it's right? a uh, Grammys for independent artists. That's, yeah, that's just so special. That's uh, that has to make you say. 
your goals, you have to have some goals. What are your goals for coming up? You're hoping to get some more uh, nominations and things like that, Well, right? one of my goals was to win an American award this year and winning a Josie is an American award. And um, at the beginning of the year, I won two World Songwriting Awards, um, one for Best Jazz Song and one for Best Music Video for You Make Me Beautiful that Jeffrey Panza actually executive produced on this beautiful Hollywood set. And uh, it was one of those magical moments. He recently started managing me at the time and he called me one day and said, we've got this set, the artist can't make it, would you like to have the set? And it, what was it? Uh, it, it was absolutely gorgeous. Um, yeah, it was all set up for us. I just basically walked into this magical fairy garden and they put me down there with a the guitar and I sang the song. And that was over uh, 14 months or so ago now, something like that. Awesome. And uh, how about your song? Uh, you got me thinking of you. Now, I've been seeing online with the help of Jeff, who's been sharing a lot of your stuff, and it's everywhere. I do see your name like everywhere. I really do. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. so tell me about your your song, your single that's doing so well. Isn't it been number one for like 11 weeks or something like that in the UK? Is that is that what I'm reading? Yeah, well, I'd particularly like to give a, a shout out and thank you to Epic Roxy, who um, I hope you... you've been taking your dog out for a walk and doing all that because I feel like she's always voting for me. So <laughs> I, I definitely owe her a cup of coffee or something <laughs> because Awesome. she's always voting for me and Jeffrey and all of my koalas, you know, Donna, Lisa, Mark, um, and Corinne, Jackie, or I'm going to leave someone out, Caden, but William, but basically everybody in Twitter This is land. definitely, you know, that, Yeah. it's funny, Gary, because I come from a label perspective. And at the very beginning, Danny said to me, how are we going to get this all done? And I remember saying to her, listen, do you believe in yourself? She said, yeah. I said, I believe in you. I said, I'm, I don't gamble. I don't bet on anything. So, you know, I don't really know, but I just have a feeling you've got something that even though she's blonde, even though she's pretty, even though she could play guitar, she there's so much substance behind all that and she's a real thinking person besides multi-talented regarding um everything that people see her do sing play guitar you know um things of that nature but also behind the scenes she produces everything she makes her own videos it's she's a one-man band i just sit on the sidelines a lot of time in amazement with all the work she does plus now she's playing three or four times a week so she's really really busy but she takes the time to get in touch with the people i give her a list for in the morning and everything else and It's like she's hundreds of miles away, but she knows that if she wants to make it, these are the things that have to be done 
even on an independent scale, because we have to work that much harder because we're going into this with a mindset that we are a major label, that Danny Land Records is for real. And we have been, in the course of all this, gotten together some great, great people through the internet more than anything else. And this whole team that seemed to have come together for Danny and her music has become like a second family to her. Yeah. Awesome. They are sending me happy birthday messages today and videos like I was coming out of this strawberry cake that Angel Wings made for me and like oh, wow. just the thought that they, they put into, you know, Epic Rocks TV. They make me fan clubs and they they really promote my music everywhere and they vote for me on radio stations. No matter what the radio station is, they go and vote and spread my name out. Like that getting 11 weeks on it is now radio in the UK on the charts. Like it's amazing. Amazing. And that song is still, you know, we're still um, sending that to more radio stations and uh, little kids are now singing it in the UK and it's been incredible to watch. Well, like Jeff was saying, though, you know, some people, you know, they, they get in the spotlight and people might think that's just a pretty face or that's just, a, you know, a girl trying to be somebody talented. Maybe, you know, they think she's not that talented. Why is she? But then they get to listening to you and and hearing your voice you won the vocal award you play guitar like amazing uh <laughs> and i was checking out you have all these effects i mean it's not like you just you're clueless you know what the heck you're doing when you're recording and 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 making your sound you know the sound that you want you guys so you got an ear for it you're not just somebody that just somebody goes here here's a song sing this look pretty and be quiet you're yeah, buying all of it. Yeah. Right. Kind of like back where I came from, the beach town in Perth. I, I saw a lot of other musicians that were older than me making psychedelic rock music and you know, bands that made it, like Tame Impala. Um, we had ACDC in excess and a lot of other bands come from down there. And a lot of them were producing their own music. Um, these They were all male predominantly. Um, they would go out into the, the wilderness or in the hills, Kalamunda and, and Fremantle, and make their records from eight tracks back when there was analog and all that. And and I thought, you know, like I was saying with Jeffrey, we used a few different softwares and interfaces and different things going on there. But, you know, I was living on a farm at the time when I produced that album and we're releasing it as singles, obviously, and we're sticking on one single for a while now because there's no rush and people like to take in a song instead of rushing out an album like they did in the 70s. So yeah. it's been a really fun process, like working out how to do horns and strings and playing bass myself. And it's just given me the time to really expand my musical knowledge in the production side. And Jeffrey, you know, he's worked with Stevie Wonder and in, in Motown and, and you know, all uh, Carney Wilson and and he he really wanted a Beach Boys kind of harmonies and I drew from a lot of the Rolling Stones and the Beatles and a bit of Frampton as well in there so it's got a lot of elements um, of my inspirations but learning how to do it myself as an engineer on the computer and with the recording software like was another level it really pushed me to a place I didn't really think I could I would be able to do so 
yeah, it was pretty cool. Well, that sounds like the more you know about, let's say the more you know about singing, the more you know about guitar, the more you know behind the scenes of recording, it's going to help yeah. you do better. And then you got a guy like Jeff that's been everywhere, knows everybody. I mean, yeah, he's got, in the studio with all of the best. <laughs> I mean, uh, you it's funny, it's funny, Gary, because <laughs> a couple of tracks, I said, I hear horns. She goes, horns? I said, I hear horns. And she goes, hmm. Anyway, um, so I said to her, I want it to sound like Chicago. She goes, who? I said, Chicago. So she all of a sudden, we listened to some Chicago songs. And the next thing you know, She's listening to Chicago, and I tell her it's a three-piece horn section, this, that, and the other. And she made the sounds like Chicago by the end of it. I was about to really, you know, um, at there were times when it was rough going because she was just learning the whole <laughs> idea of editing for a her own music for the first time. And I said to her, listen, if we don't do it, we're never going to get it done. Because I said to her that it's just us. And it, that's the way we always looked upon it, that we're our own label. So who's going to do it? And within days she learned how to do it on the computer. She learned how to import sounds and this and that. And she took the diligence and time that it really would take some people, maybe six months, a day or two of just watching tutorials and how to work the board, how to work to get a different sound, how to compress it, how to EQ it, how to do it all. And I just, in amazement, watched her. I didn't actually watch her, I listened. So it was even that much tedious for me because at first, you know, it's like riding a bicycle, but by the third or fourth day, she was doing it. And I mean, we were taking samples from the BBC orchestra for strings. We were taking drums from this place and that place. And if I didn't like the drum sound, I tell it to find another drum sound from another thing. And we use two drums mixed together. And she was just doing tracks. Yeah, we wanted the sound of Rosanna. I remember like that drum intro yeah, from Rosanna. Like, so it's playing to try and find that tone. Yeah. I told her to listen to Jeff Beccaro at the beginning <laughs> of Rosanna. Just Jeff Beccaro. The late Jeff Picaro is one of the greatest drummers in rock and roll music. And it's yes. unfortunate that he's not here because you talk about talented drummers. You know, I think of Kenny Aronoff, Liberty DeVito. There, there's a whole bunch of great, great drummers out there. Ringo Starr, to say the least. Sure. Late great Charlie Watts. There's great drummers. But it was the type of thing that I said, listen to Jeff Beccaro, how he played, because everything happened on the third beat rather than the second beat. And it was sort of like a shuffle type of sound to right. a point where I had to listen to Boz Skaggs, the Lido Shuffle song, 
and it had them on it. And um, it was it was amazing how much she was able to take in in such a short period of time that I think from beginning to end of this last CD, I think it might have taken us a month, Danny. Yeah, that the recording process was a bit over two weeks. And then we, you know, mixing, editing, we went back and forth within a month or two just to get it all together. Yeah. The first month we pretty much had it recorded. Wow. And, and see. We, we would get into it, actually, in some points, Gary. It wasn't just a little harmonious love piece and whatever. Oh, come on. If she Scott. believed, you know, there was this time where she's talking in one of the songs about being in New Orleans. And there was a rhyme that we had to come up with. Love you, likey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, so uh, anyway, she, in her original <laughs> scratch track, had the word love you, likey. I said, what is that, Danny? <laughs> love you, you like. Love you like. It was like, you like to live on the edge, babe. Take me on a trip to the sky. Somewhere in the deep south. Got me sweating on some deep. Uh, got me sweating on some. Love you like. I love you well, like. I, I, I said to I her, know, what the is word I made up. Love you like. I said, what does that mean? She said, well... Do you have anything better, Jeffrey? <laughs> and I said, well, you're talking about New Orleans. The word jambalaya fits in there. Uh -huh. She goes, jambalaya. I'm not feeling it. It's just not happening. I love, love you like. <laughs> I said. No one not. understands what I'm saying. So I said, it makes no sense, though. What are you talking about? So that went off for like three days and she was adamant. But before we release that single, she will change the lyric because after a couple of weeks of thinking about it, she said, I think you were right. Because it works uh, better now with deep fried jambalaya. Well, so you got to think of I mean, she does a live in concert, and I watch her, and she's all of a sudden changed it to the jambalaya lyric. Mm. <laughs> so good wins out. Hey, there so, you go. Well, it's all about communication and understanding, and and figuring out what's best. But you got somebody that knows a little, you know, a little bit about some things, right, uh, Jeff? I'm just saying, you know, she, musically, but, musically, as far as the technical parts of playing and everything, she's sort of like you, where you can play your bass and everything else. She is so prolific on that guitar. And that's actually what drew me to Danny was her guitar playing was so exceptional. People say from Jimi Hendrix to Stevie Ray Vaughan. Well, she's so, she plays how she feels. So every night it's different. So to me, that's like a Jerry Garcia improv on just how he felt that night. That's how he play. But that's right. what she does. And that's how she plays. And I find it totally unbelievable that it's 
she's not even thinking about what she's playing. Her fingers are moving and it sounds great and everything else. And that was the real talent in her guitar playing that I really took notice of. So how does that work for you, Danny? How, how does all that just come together for you with your playing style and your uh, abilities? Does I, I it come just easy? play how I feel. I just It just feels good to be on the stage and doing what I love every night. So it kind of just comes out of me. I like The more I get into it, the more I enjoy it. I just love playing my own songs. And then when I do covers, I put my own little spin on them. And guitar's like walking for me now that it just feels so good to just have a guitar in my hand. <laughs> and see, and, and so you have all this in your mind. Are you uh, are you pretty strong-willed, though? Because like you were talking about with, uh, with Jeff, you know what you want to do. But when somebody comes along and has another idea, are you adaptable to that? Or are you like, you're used to doing things your way. Are you, how are you like, like that? No, I'm pretty strong. I'm pretty strong will, but I have got better cause we're a team and I like to, Jeffrey's been in the industry a lot longer than I have. So I like to take on board tips and advice he has. And I feel like I'm a sponge and I have taken on a lot of advice, but when I write a song, like they come in usually a couple of minutes and they came up so fast. Sometimes I'll feel really passionately about a certain riff and I'll be like, nah, nah, we have to keep that in. And he's like, no, I don't think that's – so I think about it for a day or so and then I prob I sometimes go with what he says, with what Jeffrey says, but then sometimes he goes with what I say. <laughs> well, there's a good balance there. That's good. Uh, well, I've been seeing on your social media, you've been running into all kinds of people uh, like uh, Kid Rock. and uh, He's not laughing at that. <laughs> he's not laughing. <laughs> he left. It's true. It's true. He left. He doesn't. Now I'm picturing I'm picturing him talking to you and you're like holding your hand up going Psh, and he's going but 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 <laughs> I'm I'm sure I'm sure there's other stuff. See, this is called the dirt. See, this is what I I like to do. No, I don't like I like to find out all I the dirt. I drive him absolutely crazy, Gary. Yeah. I drive him absolutely crazy. I'll tell you something, Gary. When I first started working with Danny. I had a conversation with her father. Now her father managed <laughs> and was Danny's roadie and Danny's everything for her whole time from when she started to the time she actually left Australia. And her dad is really to the point, very direct, great sense of humor. But he's when it comes to Danny, he's seen it all. And he said, Jeff, I just one bit of advice. She's a fighter, you know, but she'll come around. Just give her a little time. She'll come around. And I always have that plan in my head when she goes, nope, I don't like it. And I just say, okay, you know, I used to say, well, why not? And we used to analyze it, but it felt like we were in therapy after two hours of analyzing three words. But <laughs> ultimately, she does come around. But going back to your question about hanging out with big stars in Nashville, I saw them too on the internet. I couldn't believe it. She's hanging out with everybody a little like there, right? Yeah. How fun was that, Danny? Yeah, look who I ran into. 
<laughs> two hours later, look who else I ran into. How are you running yeah, into Yeah, um, interesting story. Hey, so yeah. Yeah. That was, something else popped up on my Nashville trip. I was only there for a couple of days, just my luck. So um, Jeffrey was trying to, like, plan my Nashville trip for, you know, he wanted to send me out there and make sure it was a really prosperous trip. And that's happened on both of my trips to Nashville when Jeffrey has been behind it. Um, so this this particular trip, I was going over to um, collaborate, uh, which is a surprise. With We were working on something with William Lee Golden. And then um, I also had the Josie Awards. And I was also on the TV show Rock and Review, which will be aired later in the year with Eric Dale, really nice gentleman, really great show on Fox 17. And PRS, um, they lent me a golden PRS SE to use Silver Sky for the, the that week in Nashville. And we, we had a really good time. And I, I thought, you know, that was all, that, that was everything. That was, was great. I thought that's a great trip, right? But then we got a call and I got invited to be on a, well, I thought I was just going to be attending an Oak Ridge Boys video. Turns out I got featured on the video with a couple of other um, younger uh, people and um, got to meet, I got to ride there on the Oak Ridge Boys bus Wow! Um, with Dwayne and Joe. And uh, Joe actually said to me, hey, Daddy, I heard your new single and we I, that's your best one yet. You wow. got me thinking of you. I know, wow. and their bus is so extravagant, you know, very filled with the oak, like just like the Oak Ridge Boys. And, um, yeah, we I can't say too much about the shoot itself, but I definitely there were a lot of big country legends I got to meet that day, and um, I can't wait for the video to come out and and also what we worked on with, what I worked on with William, that's awesome. a surprise too, but on a... A great note, I mean, the Goldens, uh, William Lee Golden and the Goldens are um, performing at the the Opry tomorrow and I heard there's going to be a big surprise at their show as well. So for anybody watching, they should tune in to watch the Goldens at the Opry. Awesome. All kinds of surprises. And it's your birthday. Uh -oh. Yes. Oh, what about yeah, it's a, this is my birthday top. <laughs> Very good. It looks good. Um. What about Thank your, you. uh, didn't you get a deal with uh, Paul Reed Smith uh, guitars or something like that? Or what What was I reading about? Um, yes, I joined. I was a Pulse artist for a year and then they got me on the three people they picked to be an official PRS artist. So, awesome. yeah, I am endorsed by PRS guitars and um, I, I just absolutely love playing their electric guitars. Awesome. So cool, yeah. I, I know a lot of people that have played those uh, those guitars. Very nice, and you do it so well. Um, Thank you. And so cable free. Oh yes, yes. and the uh, the the cable free uh, guitar. Um, you put them into your guitar jack, and it's a wireless system that I use oh. on stage. Instead of having cables go everywhere, you can plug it into. The pedal board and then one into your guitar and you switch it on like bluetooth and it it's amazing wow. you can go a hundred feet with it that's nice yeah because yeah, really if you like to run around the stage and all of a sudden you you at the end of your uh your leash 
Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or, or if you're like me, run off the stage and go into the crowd with the guitar. That's even funner. Yeah, you could run like, up the stage diving, you know? Yeah. See, there's all kinds of see all kinds of fun at a uh exactly. Danny Stefanetti gig. What what kind of shows have you been doing uh lately? And what you got going on with the shows? Well, apart from the stage diving, I've been doing a lot of um local shows out here in California since I got back from Nashville and it's been a bit of a whirlwind. I've been doing about three, four shows a week and um all new crowds up here. We're going into winter time. It's still really warm and lovely. And I'm looking at at a pretty hectic show schedule the, over the next four months and maybe a bit more recording. Awesome. What about like a Christmas song? Is it, You got a Christmas song up your sleeve anywhere that you're going to play for anybody? I have written a couple, so maybe we'll sing one. I don't know if we're releasing one, but maybe, I don't know, Maybe we can get one of my Twitter fans to wear a Santa hat and I'll join them for a cameo. See, there you go. That sounds like a <laughs> plan. Um, well, we're talking about, you know, you winning awards and things like that. So what, you know, what, that's got to be a motivation for you. So is that, you know, you're going to use that as a motivation and go, I want to do this and I want to do that. Do you have a set plan? And I'm sure Jeff probably helps you on that as far as, how do you get to this point? There's like a special ladder that you want to climb. So what are the steps to get to from point A to point B to point C? Yeah, we're, we're in this together. And I, I look at the day-to-day -day gigs a lot and he'll give me his advice and like moving forward. And he also is always thinking about the big picture. And I try to like focus on what's right in front of me. And, um, I think awards are really great and, you know, I, I'm now a Grammys voting member so I was able to uh, do a for, for your consideration for the Grammys, which is cool. But hopefully I'll have a better chance next year for the Grammys. And um, I think the goal, I, I would love to win a Grammys one day and also uh, I'd love to play at Madison Square Gardens. Oh, yeah, that would be nice. That's a That's a great goal to have. But in the meantime, yeah, you're so that, that's definitely a goal. I want to actually tour New York. I got a lot of fans on the East Coast. Awesome. So I, I've never really, besides Sidewalk Cafe, when I was about 18, you know, when you line up and everybody plays there, I, you know, I've done those kind of things, but I've never got, you know, played at theaters and performed in New York. So that would definitely be a big goal of mine as well. Yeah. And and running into all these people, these uh these stars that have been there and done that, they could help you out along the way. Especially like yes. we talked about last time. I know Keith Urban. Uh would would that be a goal for you and Keith to uh play together someday in a um, stadium somewhere? Yeah, I know he he walked past me when a couple of years ago in the rain and uh you know, then a couple of years, Jeffrey Panzer discovered me online and really had an integral part of um, the album and Downey Land Records. And um, so, yeah, it was nice to have that 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 moment in time. Um, I look up to Keith as a guitar player and I also look up to, you know, Peter Frampton, Sheryl Crow uh, and a lot of the, you know, um, there's a lot of great female guitarists coming out as well. 
and I always obviously looked up to Bonnie Raitt and the Eagles. So, you know, one of my dreams would really to be play on stage with like Joe Walsh. That That's really a big dream of mine. So, um, you know, maybe the Stones. Let's aim high. I'm going to say I, I want to play with Paul McCartney on one of the Stones. Go for it. Hey, you know, you, you gotta you gotta aim high. That's the only way you're gonna make it. That's what I tell you. If Keith Richards is still going, I wanna play with Keith Richards. There you go. He's 150 years old, but he's still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh Jeff Jeff has worked with the Rolling Stones a little bit, right, Jeff? So you you might can pull some strings or something, right? I don't know if the strings could get that far anymore. Pull, keep pulling. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> we're trying every avenue that you can think of. No, no soldier left behind. We're just not taking any prisoners. And talking about—I forgot another name that I really want to do a duet with one day. Who's that? I don't even think I've told Jeffrey this. Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz, yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. He's an awesome guitar player, yeah, cool. singer. Great, and on the bass, yeah. Yeah, he, he. I think he plays all all these instruments. I think yeah, he, yeah he's a really good guy. Really good. Inter- I really love inter- the vibe of his sound. Yeah. And you were saying, Jeff? I forgot. I'm into now Lenny Kravitz and everything else. And she plays <laughs> actually a couple Lenny Kravitz tunes in her set and does a magnificent yep. job doing it. Tomorrow night, the Goldens make a triumphant return at the Opry in Nashville. If you could be there, great. If not, please listen to it on the radio. And also the following week, William, Chris, and Rusty are heading home to Bruton, Alabama. So those of you in Alabama, around Alabama, I'm sure it's going to be quite a family affair with three generations and maybe William can get his sister up there again and have quote the original Goldens, Lynette and William, and also singing with their sons and singing with the grandchildren. That's an event. Awesome. If I could just say, please go out and see that show. Yes, you can. And I will post that. I'll make a little, like a special little clip for that, but uh, that's going to be Yes, sir. That, that's going to be a great time. Uh, and and talking about goals, one day we're all going to get together with William Lee somewhere and jam and listen and play and who knows what we'll do, right? I've got I've got goals too. Hey, but uh, but I believe you know, unlike Danny on that fateful night where she didn't believe in herself, I believe <laughs> that she is going. Hey, I'll make a prediction for you that you there there are going to be some big awards for you in the near future. So keep holding on. And I think oh, that's thank you. coming uh, very I'll soon. I'll hold on to that, Gary. Thank you. I will. I will. I'm going to believe that. Oh, believe it. Don't ever doubt because this, that little monster doubt, like a dark cloud comes along and, and jumps on you sometimes. And you got to yeah. keep, look at all you the gotta, positive stuff, you know? Yeah, so, you do. Definitely. Aren't you a journey fan? I'm big time journey fan. All right, so as Steve Perry would say, and Neil Sean, don't stop believing. That's what I would say, too. Never. Don't stop believing. That's my <laughs> I follow you. I follow you now, man. I'm a fan it's, of yours. Oh, hey, you know, I mean, that's a big compliment. And I appreciate it. That, that's that's what's so cool about this interview and, and y'all two together. 
when you've got good people to work with and people that actually care yeah. and experienced people, you know, you've got people, you know, with your knowledge and her talent together, it's not like you're in it for yourself. It's, it's a team and that's what accomplishes stuff. And I think that's, what's going to be the reason why y'all do some big things. I want to be there in the middle somewhere smiling, you know, but, uh, <laughs> but I thank y'all so much. Thank you all for thank uh, you, Gary. Thank you for having us on again, and uh, thank you for all, the, all you've done to support my music. Yes, ma'am. And you, happy Gary, birthday! Your, thank you for your friendship. Yes, sir. Thank you, Jeff. And uh, yeah, I'll be posting this soon. Go get you some cake or something. Uh, don't right. be too yes. hard on her. And uh, you know, it's her birthday. <laughs> don't be telling her what to do for at least twenty-four more hours. She's ah. working. She's working tonight, actually. Oh. Yeah. On your birthday. Is that yeah. double pay? Are yeah. you getting double pay for Birthday that? show. Yeah. Okay. So she well, doesn't hope... stop. She doesn't stop. And she does she has more like deep down inside that she has this just want, this drive, desire, and dedication. I call it the three D's in life. Danny has that. And oh, that wow. is what's going to make her stand out among the rest and be the best she can be because she doesn't stop. I drop and she's still going at it. The next morning I'll wake up and she'll redo something and tenacious? I'm tenacious. She puts me to shame. <laughs> awesome. awesome. That's so good. Well, Alright Gary, you go to your next interview. Thank you. Or oh, thank y'all. I'll be I'll be posting this. I'll get in contact with y'all. Thank y'all so much. Thank Thanks, you. guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Yeah, a great couple of people right there. Danny Stefanetti and Jeff Panzer. Uh, be sure to check out Danny's music. Uh, some great songs. Uh, check out her website and on YouTube. And uh, order some of her music. Uh, great talented lady there and jeff panzer uh look into him the guy's very talented and uh thanks for listening and until next time everybody this is gary stuckey saying whatever you do keep the music real